In this episode of the Clash Tips podcast, Blackhawk goes into detail about sponsors and ultimately Supercell in determining how tournaments are run and set up. Also, we talk about the dark side of Clash, and I'll let you listen to find out exactly what it is that he means by that. Lastly, he discusses his future, and I'm super excited at what he has, the goals that he has, and I know that you're going to love it. I loved it. Hopefully, you'll love it, too. How difficult is it to get sponsors? I, I know that a lot of tournaments want cash prizes or they want bases or they want coaching sessions or whatever it may be. How difficult is is it for you, maybe through Events Hub or maybe somebody else who's running a community league tournament to get sponsors for that said tournament? Okay, so let's run your next two questions together. So that's the next okay. question at the same time because I can run these two together in a very, very simple way. How difficult is it to get sponsors? Well, that kind of ties into Supercell. Here's what has happened. Supercell's view of tournaments has creeped in to the sponsor's way of looking at tournaments. This it all has to do with money. Uh, and, it and, all has to do with and, money. And I get that. Yeah, totally get that. And what you get for it. Right. Okay. That is why it's a lot harder to find sponsors now than it was two years ago, a year ago, because what you get out of it now is not the same by any stretch. There's a very, very strict rule, a very strict rule. You cannot charge money for any tournament that it has Clash involved. Mm -hmm. If you're running a Clash of Clans tournament, you cannot charge an entry fee. Now, this has been a big pet peeve of a lot of tournament organizers for a long time. I have a base builder that plays for my team. He runs his own base building server. Base builders can make money off of building bases, but I can't make money off of offering you the ability to make $500 or $1,000. Yeah. It seems contradictory, but what they were trying to avoid, and I understand it, what they're trying to avoid is the fact that the community can't get involved. Not everybody buys bases. The community gets them off of the free base channel, off of Twitter, YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, they will get their bases their own way if they're just a normal run-of-the-mill average team. They're, that's, they're going to. They don't have to spend the money. Super so wanted to make sure you don't have to spend money to be a part of a community tournament for the community. Makes perfect sense. I get it. Mm -hmm. Sponsors. They don't want to offer a bunch of money for a tournament that's not going to really get any views out of it. They're not going to really get anything back compared to a year ago where you sponsor $250, you're going to have 50, 55, 65 people join your server and your server is going to grow just by word of mouth. Then after everybody gets in, as long as it's active and you're able to do things, the server grows. That's not the case anymore. Number one, because Discord has a limit of how many servers you can join. Mm, and number yeah. two, people aren't nearly as active anymore. So the activity level has dropped, which makes it harder to keep an active server, which makes it harder to want to sponsor because you know you're not going to really get people to join your server to be no able to ROI. part. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's that's kind of what's happened. Supercell, I don't know if they view them full right. We kind of touched on this, which is why I wanted to tie it in. I don't know. It's because of their lack of awareness of the community tournaments outside of the ones that they know about from the beginning, CWL, EYG, GCC. Outside of those, they don't know about the little ones, Hmm. the ones that are running 64 to 96 teams because that's all that they get to sign up from. But that's where teams grow. They're just as important as your invitationals because without the next wave of teams, there's no continuation of esports and moving forward. And that's something that I think is definitely lost. Sponsors try to, but it's a risk versus reward. It's your own personal money that you're handing out. So it's got to be worth it to you. Uh, if you have the ability just to throw the money out and you do that, that's great. But let's be honest, many of us don't. Mm-hmm. So being strategic in which tournaments you sponsor, because I mean, and that's, you know, that is a big reason of, of what's what I'm doing. That's a big reason of the decisions that I'm making are coming into play now is because I got burned out with that part of it because you'll get three DMs a night when you start sponsoring from different people asking yeah. you to sponsor them. And it's every night you'll get three different DMs from three different tournaments, everything from mixed to one V ones to anything like that. You'll get anything like that. Three of them every single night asking you, Hey, can you give, you know, and it's any different type of amount as well. It's not always huge numbers. Sometimes it's really low numbers. And in your head, you're thinking, well, yeah, I can just throw them this, but you don't want to do that at the same time because then all of a sudden you know, you've got your, you've got a bunch yeah. of different things you got to keep track of. Yeah. And I can imagine that there are, there's a limited audience to this competitive scene. So let's say overall, and I, I don't know numbers, but let's say that there are 10,000 players who have any part in competitive play at all. Well, if, if a sponsor sponsors one specific tournament, they may actually hit 70 to 80% of those eyeballs just by advertising and sponsoring that one tournament. So they look at the amount of money that they have left to sponsor with, and they think, well, we hit 75% of the eyeballs we're going to hit anyway. So why would we want to throw money at any other events or any other competitive tournaments or things like that as well, which is something they have to consider. That's exactly, that is exactly it. You will sponsor GCC before you'll sponsor a smaller tournament because GCC the server itself has the average players, the competitive players, the semi-pro players, and just normal people that don't even play the game at that level. All of them are in that same server. So you get in front of every single one of those. Mm-hmm. If you go to a smaller tournament, most of the time, the only eyeballs you're in front of are the reps. And the reps are the only ones that actually see what you're posting, the reps are the only ones that see you're sponsoring, which changes the dynamic of your sponsorship. And that is a very big key. I don't like that it is about money. I've never liked it, but it's exactly what it is. It's still a business. Like streaming wise, you get a thing in January to take for your taxes when you're a streamer. It is technically labeled as income. So it is a viable job. Yes. And you get the 1099 and you will get that. You have to pay taxes on it. You pay it. 
Yeah. Because you got income from it. So think it is a business. There's a business aspect to this that many, you know, it's a game. Yes, it's a game, but boy, there's a lot of business that's behind it. Mm -hmm. That's been driving the game for so long. And, um, you know, eventually it comes to, you know, eventually everything comes to a head and that's where the crossroads is right now. Like it is really hard to find sponsors right now. And I don't blame them. I do not blame them at all. Mostly because it's the same ones being asked that have been asked for the last three years. And, you know, they're just basically run dry. Really is what it comes down to. How much of that do you think is because interest in the game is waning? And I say that because the title of your video was the time what what was it again the time has come yeah the most recent video is the time has come yes um that one is more for my streaming and youtube channel as far as clash was concerned but a lot of it has to do with i have been very blessed to be a part of conversations that a lot of people don't get to be a part of Um, i have been very fortunate to be in the same group chats with a lot of people that some would just like to get a hello from Mm -hmm. and i do i do not take that lightly and some of the things that i've been able to find out some of the things i've been told here's the fact and this is kind of going full circle with the conversation we had a little bit earlier the game is a village building game and it has been said multiple times that they don't want to go away from what the original intent was which is a village building game how many village building games are esports? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Okay. They jumped on the bandwagon. They got their money. They got to be a part of it. They got all these big sponsors. They did a fantastic job with it. But how many village building games are esports? And how many games does a player have to play for two years before he can play esports? Yeah. The game is not necessarily so. What they did is, and I will give them credit, they knew this and it took a while. Like I said, esports players, we're very finicky. So, you know, we will absolutely let our voices be heard and whine about it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, the <laughs> updates are gearing towards everybody else and not yeah. us now. Clan Capital? Yep. Yeah. Um, that was a 100% shot. Village building trying to get the whole clan involved to where a town hall six can play with a town hall 14 and the same troops are able to be used by both of them. Mm-hmm. It was very important for them in their minds to bring out something that brought the clan together because they're very against special item trading. They're very against being able to trade gems. They're very against being able to trade resources So if you're going to stay against that and the clan can't build anything or help each other build that way, you had to come out with something where they could all build together using the same resources everybody has. But I mean, let's be honest, my town hall six gets 150 clan capital gold every day, every 24 hours. My town hall 14 gets 450. So it's definitely tapered a little bit, but you get to be a part of it. That gap is a lot closer. Yes, very much so. And it's okay. It's okay. This game was never going to be a long-term esports game because it's not set up that way. So it's okay. Many of us hate it. I'm included in that. But it's okay. 
because right. it's not something that was ever going to be long-term sustainable the way that it currently is, the way the system set up. So I think they made it, I think they made a good decision. I think they understand what they need to do. Darian's going to be doing another interview uh, later this week. And in his last one, he said the builder hall, or sorry, it wasn't from him, it was from the game, um, the game tech. Uh, he said builder hall is going to be getting a revamp. So that's going to be coming very soon because Builder Hall is not really great. Um, <laughs> so we'll that's, just, that's probably we'll the, the that nicest. There. Yeah, that's the nicest uh, way I've ever heard anybody say it, that it's before. It's only used for clan <laughs> games. It's used for that's clan true. games yeah. and to get the 23 uh, points for the gold pass. And, and auto, six builder. Yeah, that's about it. Um, <laughs> so it's getting a revamp, which it needs. And they're focusing on the rest of the players, the Town Hall 10s, the 11s, and 12s, because it did bring players back. Whether it's just out of curiosity or not, doesn't matter. How you bring them back doesn't matter. It's the fact you brought them back. Hmm. To be able to log into the game again, to be able to have them log on again, get that influx of players back. And let's say you get an influx of you know, 20% of the players that have been gone. And 10% of that 20 stick around. Well, guess what? You just made the game better. Right. No matter which way you slice it, you just made the game better. So that's what you wanted to do. So I, I do think it's what they needed to do. Uh, as much as many people, and to the chagrin of many people that are at my level, um, we may not like it, but it's what they needed to do to preserve the game of Clash of Clans itself. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, they've always had their bread and butter off of the casual player, off of the player who logs in, does a toilet raid every now and again, doesn't log in again until the next day or maybe the day after, and the clan capital is perfect for that type of player. You know, they may spend... $5.99 $5.99 on a skin every now and again. And that's, again, that's their bread and butter. That's their meat and potatoes. That, that's who they got to focus on. They, they don't make a lot of money off of these ESL teams, off of these high-level competitive teams. But for those of us who enjoy leagues and who enjoy the competitive aspect of it, I agree. I mean, we're disappointed that they haven't come out with anything, that they haven't had a focus on Town Hall 14. They, they haven't upgraded heroes in, what, 14 months? I mean, mm-hmm. we got the five levels of heroes on April 14th of last year, and we have not gotten anything since. Yep. So it, it, it's, it's disappointing, but it's understandable. I mean, like you said, this is a business. It's, it's about money, and they have to cater to the casual player base. They have to cater to that village building aspect player, the player who will play Everdale, the, the player who will play Heyday, you know, those mm-hmm. types of games where they just sit down and enjoy it, you know, log in every now and again and spend a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah. But let's jump to question number nine real quick, come back to eight, because I think that this relates what do you think that Supercell needs to do to ensure that the game lasts for decades? And this could be, could be esports related. Uh, it could be, hey, in your opinion, esports are eventually going to fizzle out of Clash of Clans, and all that you're going to have left is this shell of a village building game. Uh, what do you think Supercell needs to do in order to make this a game that does last for a long time? You need to bring the excitement back. So, it, at its core, like even the viewers for the streamers have dropped. And that is a big telling sign. When viewers for streamers drop, even when Queen Walker, Space Station, Strut, and all of them are playing, 
that is what you have to pay attention to. So to be able to keep the game around for another five years, you know, whatever it may be, like this year is their 10-year anniversary. So let's be honest about this. Mm-hmm. They will never be surpassed by anybody. It will forever be the longest running mobile game ever. No other game mobily will be running this long. Nobody will reach this feat. The fact they have made it to 10 years next month will be an amazing accomplishment. And they should be every bit as proud as they are. And I cannot wait for the stuff that they come out with next month. I mean, it's going to be be a whole month of anniversary (laughs) deals. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the skins. Like the skins are going to be amazing. The RC skin (laughs) for the anniversary one. I can't wait to see what they do. Nice. But to keep it going, you got to bring the excitement back. So it's got to go back to what it was in 2014 and 2015, which is why I think Clan Capital matters, which is why I think the Builder Hall revamp matters, which is why getting the whole team involved again matters so that your newer players immediately, and by the way, I did check. I actually had a Town Hall 3 sitting, and after Clan Capital came out, we were talking on voice, and they go, how fast can you get a town hall six? Because that's what the town hall level that's required to be able to participate. I said, I don't know. I got town hall three that still has all of its gems because I hadn't used any of its gems. I just basically upgraded everything to get the clan castle so I could go create my clan because it's a holding account for one of my event clans. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I had uh, 1,800 gems because I had already cleared all the brush and all the rocks and everything right. and trees and i <laughs> it was great because i set the timer and i should have made a youtube video on it but it only <laughs> took me three hours now it was gemming it was right. gemming in three hours i went from town hall three to town hall six so i told him i go well i guarantee you in less than a week spend five bucks on an extra 500 gems you can be a mac you can be a town hall six able to participate with your team if you are told how to use your gems wisely mm-hmm. with that clan fresh town hall six in a week, 100% easily. You don't even have to spend $5. $5 is if you want this expedited, but with no, with no extra stuff, you could easily do this. And I said, that's why this is going to work mm. because now you can get somebody into the game. They can be sitting next to you. You'll help them upgrade from town hall one to town hall four in about 15 to 25 minutes. You'll help them get there, and then you'll talk to them throughout the rest of the week. And then when you see them on the next Saturday, they're there at Town Hall 6, ready to be able to fight with you. Yep, using the mountain goal. And able, and able to be able to go. Yep. And that's the key. That is the key. So it's, it seems like the way that you're talking is, is all of their development, all of their interest. And it makes sense. Like, it makes sense from a business perspective as well. All of their focus has to be in the clan capital. Almost yes. all of it. Yes. Like, and, and I don't know if they're going to develop an esports aspect to the clan capital or not, whether or not they even want to do something like that. But hearing you explain it, it makes perfect sense to me that all of their resources and all of their development from this point on essentially are going to go into the clan capital. And their goal is for the main village to become the quintessential builder base. Yes. For the clan capital to become the main village. Yes. That is exactly what the goal is. They got room for, I counted, I think they have room for 16 more districts on that map, I believe is what I counted. Mm. So they've got 
they got room. More districts are coming. It ain't going anywhere. Don't worry. So yeah, there's there's plenty of room for them to grow. They know what they're trying to accomplish. Mm. Interesting. So I, I don't want to end off on a negative note, but you did discuss on your video the dark side of Clash. And of course, in gaming, there's always a dark side. There are bullies. There are people who take advantage of other people within the game. Gaming is full of younger players who maybe in some instances are naive and don't know that certain things can happen. But what did you mean by the dark side of Clash, the dark side of gaming? Can you go into a little more detail? So I mentioned that video in the the time has come video. And actually that YouTube video has gotten five more views since that video released by people that hadn't watched it yet. Yeah, because and I'll put it, it is in, interesting. I'll put it in the notes. So for anybody who's listening to this right now, if you want to watch that video, it was interesting. It was really good. I will put it the link in the notes. So that way you can go watch that video if you want. Great thoughts. Uh, a lot of thoughts are rehashed. We talk about it, but it'd be good to hear it just from Blackhawk's perspective if you want. Sorry to cut you off. Nope, you're good. So that was more from the side of that was last year when it was getting really difficult to I was creating the tournaments and that was a admin sided viewpoint from what happens. I had actually just had so I'll try to be I'll try to be clear without throwing everything out there. Mm-hmm. So we ran the ESL style tournament and Somebody broke the rules, very clear rules. And unfortunately, it was against Genghis, mm, which I know anyway. And I told him he owed me after how I had to handle that <laughs> issue. He's a, he's a super guy. I love um, <laughs> but unfortunately, Sean, myself, a couple of the other staff got just, we got accused of some really shady stuff. And this is all in the ticket when we're dealing with telling them, listen, you cheated. Um, the rules were broken, period. You're losing the match because you broke the rules. There, there, it's clear. And, you know, everybody always makes excuses. And we got accused of a lot of shady stuff, everything from purposely trying to make them lose to purposely trying to have them lose because of what style of team they were and where they were from. Mm. And it really hit me hard because yeah, it wasn't the first time I had dealt with that. And at the end of the day, and what you'll see, if you guys listen to the video, what you'll hear is the constant times that I mentioned, nobody that runs tournaments gets a thank you for what they do because it's not about the ones that created the tournaments. It's about the fact that the tournament's there. That's all they care about when you're Mm -hmm. playing them. Yeah. So they don't care about what it took to create them. They care about the fact it's there and that they want to make sure that they don't get ripped off in any way, shape, or form from the chance to win $500, dollars $1,500, whatever it may be. That's their focus. And that's the dark side where, yes, there are a lot of younger players, the whole bullying issue. As admins, you're able to control that a lot, believe it or not. You're able to control that majority wise when it comes to events with how you run things. You can set the tone well enough to be able to X that out pretty quickly. Good. Yeah. But when it comes down to enforcing the rules, people will go to any lengths to make you guilt tripped into giving them another shot. Hmm. And that is the part where you go, well, those aren't the teams we want representing us anyway. If you're a competitive team, 
you don't want them winning just because you don't want them being the ones that represent you because that's not how you act. Mm. There's not a lot as far as the rep side. The rep side, we all know. We got the reps that you were talking about that are like, yeah, we can only play it this time. And I go, nope. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, any more these days. And it happened, actually, it happened last year in GCC. I had to help. I was co-rep because I was helping another rep that was starting up an esports squad. And I was watching him get run. I mean, he was getting bulldozed mm-hmm. in the negotiation channel. And I called out because I knew the other rep. Um, I don't think they realized I was there because I called him out. And I said, <laughs> now, surprise. Listen. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I go, I called him out. I said, hey, listen, you and I both know you are trying to 100% bracket him into doing something he doesn't want to do. We call it a pinch when it comes to repping. You're trying to pinch them into getting where you need them to be. We've all done it. I've done it. I'm not going to lie about it. Yeah, I've done it. There are certain times where you have to enforce or your team's going to get run over. Right. Well, this guy's just getting run over for no reason. We're talking about a separation of an hour to an hour and a half time. Like that is all we're talking about here. And I said, you're pinching them into something that he – can't do because he's a fully international squad and i know all you guys are at the same time zone it makes no sense why you can't work with this better than what you are and i called out the rep and amazingly enough they figured it out and they settled on the time that was 30 minutes instead of an hour an hour and a half they settled on time that was 30 minutes and it worked for both teams Mm. sometimes you just got to call out what you know um, which is why in the rule book that i have for my new tournament if negotiations are not moving or if the opponent rep isn't responding after 48 hours of trying, immediately get admins involved. And the reason for that is not so that I have more work, because trust me, I don't want it. <laughs> the reason for that is because if it's a rep we know about, we can call them out a lot faster. We can get them going a lot faster. Like, listen, we know what you do. We know how you play. We're not dealing with this get it figured out, get the match played, and move on. And it is the darker side of Clash because nobody says thank you. Nobody says, hey, thanks for running the tournament, unless you're GCC, because then they've got all these people that are like, wow, this was so easy. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> they get a lot of thank yous. Um, but they but deserve mo- it, too. They're, yes, they're good they do. people, yeah. They, they do. <laughs> but the rest of us are sitting over here. We don't, you know, we're just told that we're horrible human yeah, beings. You, you deserve you it know. as well. You deserve yeah. not not you deserve the horrible part. Right, right. <laughs> you no, deserve we, the thanks we, as we, well. You know, we all, and that was the thing about that video. It's my longest video ever. But that was the thing about the, in the, when I was making it, I go, it's not about us not making mistakes. It's that human beings are running these tournaments. It's not a robot. We all have different lives. We all lead completely different things. We're all from around the world. Sean's from the UK. I'm from the US. We have guys from India. We had guys from China on the staff. We're all in different walks of life, different aspects, different ages. And we're doing this together. You got to work with us just as much as we have to work with you to make this a successful tournament. And as much as the admins can do perfect, the admins could technically do perfect and then the tournament still be a complete flop because the reps make it that bad. Mm. Same thing. The reps could run flawlessly through, but the admins then screw everything up and the admins make the tournament bad. It's a teamwork environment at its very core to the maximum possibility. 
It's a team environment of the admins have to be on point. They're going to screw up, but don't yell at them for it. They're not perfect. Reps are going to screw up. Don't yell at them for it. They're not perfect. Like when reps legitimately screw up and not when you're dealing with somebody who's just hard headed, you help them out, you know, and that's when I'll tell the rep that's trying to jump and take advantage of it. I go, yeah, you screwed up. Could you take advantage of it? Yes. I did this last season. I told the guy, I said, could you take advantage of it? Yes. But this is the playoffs. You tell me, do you want to take advantage of it or do you want to play this match? Yes. You get a potentially get a free win out of this if everything goes down. Or do you want to play this match and earn your way to the next round? And they wanted to earn their way because playoffs is a lot different. The atmosphere is different. And playoffs, we want to play because getting to the playoffs is the main goal. So you'll take all, you, you take five free wins in the regular season. You don't care. Mm-hmm. The playoffs, you want to beat them because you don't want any playoff win to not yeah. be substantial. You want it to be legitimate. Yep. You want it yeah. to be there. So that's the dark side of clash. I would if, uh, put it on in the background. Definitely. Cause that way you don't have to uh, watch it. Cause it's my longer video, but it is, it is something about the tournament side of things, the admin side. It was admin side based, not player based admin side based of what you go through as an admin to be able to create these things for everybody else. So what's next for you? I know that you said that you're slowly moving away from clash in the video. I think you said November was going to be your last month. What, what are you going to, what I know what you're going to be doing next, but why don't you tell us what, what your plan is for the future? So I am, I'm absolutely super stoked. Like this, this may be the part of the, uh, the podcast where you're probably going to have to take my sound down a little bit because I am. All right. It's been nice having you. Thank you so much for being here uh, on the Clash Tits podcast. Okay. Yeah. 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 Basically, because <laughs> this is uh, this is my favorite part of this. So, yes, if uh, if ESL Mobile runs the October and November ladder, that would be the final two after Worlds, obviously. Uh, yes, that would be the final two for myself but i have got something absolutely i've been pumped about this i've actually been working the last three days on a bunch of different things i've got logo designs thumbnail designs poster designs uh icon design i am oh it's absolutely a blast Mm -hmm. so i am changing everything moving away from clash and i am going to something that i have been a huge fan of my entire life and something that takes a lot less time uh, and energy because it's all natural and uh, we're going I am going to football talk with Hawk I love it <laughs> three videos a week so with my work schedule it works out really great because Sunday nights I stay up later anyway because I go to work Monday night to Friday night so I stay up later on Sunday nights anyway so that my body is relatively I say it's like one or two o'clock in the morning so that my body doesn't get totally out of schedule and out of sync with everything. So Sunday night during Sunday night football, I'll record my first video kind of recapping Sunday's main action. And then Tuesday after Sunday night football and Monday night football are done, I will record another video. So the videos will release on Monday, Wednesday, and then Saturday, because I'll wait till Friday to record the third video of the week. That way, all the injury report stuff is in. Um, we'll do our picks on Fridays. But really, really simple, 30, 45 minute. It's going to act like a live show, but yet be recorded. So it's really going to be cool because it's going to be like just basically the videos you see on YouTube right now. 
with streamers where they're streaming a war live on Twitch, but then they edit the video. I won't have to do the editing, which is where the time comes in. Don't have to worry about editing, really. I'm, everything's going to be, you know, the screw-ups, the funnies, everything will be live. It'll all be there. I am pumped. I've got my co-manager, which is Penguin. He's a uh, an Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons fan. He's a huge fantasy guy. <laughs> J-Dog, which is a Broncos fan, uh, fantasy football player as well. We all play in the same league together. I'll be running my own community league again this year for guys to be able to play with me. And I am super, super stoked about this. It's going to be a lot of fun, simple, less time consuming. That way I still have all the other time, but easily a breakaway. I only need 45 minutes to be able to do Mm -hmm. easily a breakaway. So, you know, my 45 minutes just to kind of get away and literally do my favorite thing, talk and talk about football. So uh, that (laughs) is is what we're doing. You can hear your excitement. I mean, one of the reasons why people like watching people on YouTube or like listening to them on podcasts is because of the excitement for the whatever topic that it is. I mean, you can have a gardening podcast that has thousands and thousands of listeners because the person who's speaking is super excited about whatever topic it is that they're talking about. And you can hear that excitement in your voice. So hopefully you'll pick up a few, I about said listeners, but you'll pick up a few viewers from the podcast. You're going to pick up other people who see your excitement and what you're doing and then that'll just cause it to grow. So I'm excited for you for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. I actually had people reach out. It was hilarious. And then that video dropped. They're like, Hey, if you ever do anything with basketball, I am all in. And then last night I had a guy reach out. He goes, if you talk about baseball, I am your guy. And I went, <laughs> well, I'm going to have to figure out something to do through the off season because uh, my first video won't be until the first week of training camp is over. But through training camp, I'll just do one a week because it'll just be it'll be the same thing. Basically, if you did three of them, but one a week going over what the new cuts were from the previous week, going over, obviously, the big news stories and everything else, because we don't have picks going on in the preseason. Nobody cares. <laughs> and then getting into the one will be uh, will probably be two videos. And then obviously all 18 weeks we'll have, we'll have three videos a week and then getting in the offseason. It'll only be one again. But having another topic to talk about, which would be basketball right after everything's over with, and then baseball as well, there will be other things that creep in there just to be able to be able to have, because uh, I'm a ginormous sports fan. And yes, my office is absolutely decked out. I cannot, uh, <laughs> can't wait till it's done. I got even more stuff. I know for Christmas, I know what my present is already going in here. Uh, I got a lot more uh, stuff rolling around. And uh, so, yes, I am absolutely excited about this because it's it's natural. It's fun because I am I'm a gamer, but I never Clash is my only mobile game I have played. So I I played Pokemon Go with my my wife when that was probably at its height when it was the big, you know, it was the fun thing to do at the time. But outside of that, it's only Bang Clash. So it's not yeah. something that's huge. I play PS4. I'm the sports guy. You know, I'm excited for NCAA football, that game to finally be back. I've been begging for it for the last five, six years. You know, every year I get the Madden. I've got NBA. I've got, and I am the sports guy, and I am excited to be able just to do something naturally, talk with friends, have fun, have disagreements. I know there's going to be a lot of them because we, we already do it on voice after we play mm-hmm. leagues. So 
So we I'm curious. argue about a bunch of stuff. So are, are you going to keep Clash downloaded nope. on your phone or your tablet? You're just going to delete nope. it all together. Nope. I am 100% done because at that point, um, and if you watch the video, the time has come and obviously you did. Mm -hmm. I said, there's only two things we have not. I have completed everything else. And actually my co-manager just sent me a message on Discord saying we are officially my mini clan, Birds Academy. We now are finally at 100 clan wins. We are 130 and one. We've tied once. We only got 30 losses and 100 wins. And uh, we finally reached our 100th win today. So super, super stoked about that. That's the mini clan. That's not the main squad. That's the mini clan. And that is, that's going to be his, I'm giving it to him. Um, he's taking it full force, but there's nothing left as far as a founder leader that I myself need to accomplish in the game. There's nothing left for me. No, no, no I've, more check I've done, a, I've done basically everything except two things, reach C1 in champions league in CWL. And then, win a any type of tournament period i i don't care what size it is you win a tournament you win a tournament it doesn't mm -hmm. matter and those are the only two things i have not done so that is the only two things that we're shooting for and if i don't i don't it's not a big deal to me because the success is in how many people i've been able to meet the success is in how many players i've helped be able to grow the opportunities that yeah. i've been able to give to a lot of different players at a home that a lot of players have been with, I mean, they've been with me for well over a year and a half, two years. Some have been with me for even longer than that. Uh, and that's in a game that there's a lot of movement in this game. And to have that type of longevity, I count as something very, very special. So how can people get a hold of you? Obviously, they need to find your new venture and what you're going to be doing. But now if somebody wants to reach out to you, do you have a Twitter or do they need to look for your YouTube page? Uh, it is, it's going to be one of the two, either be uh, YouTube or I'll still have, I've still got my community discord server. It's just being revamped right now. Everybody's got the, uh, I've got, everybody has a loading with about six periods, 69% uh, roll right now, uh, waiting for the server to get revamped. I've got a bunch of new bots I'm putting into it. Um, that's where I'm going to do all the weekly postings for the standings for the NFL, the quick mm -hmm. stats for everybody following the Twitters of the bigger reporters in the NFL and stuff like that. So I still have my community discord server, got the YouTube channel, um, my Twitter. I'm contemplating what I'm going to do. It's not really that big. I basically only have it to be able to follow certain things with clash um, because everything else I can find in a lot of other outlets that I have, mm -hmm. but uh, basically it is my, uh, it's my discord server and uh and the YouTube channel and all, all the links are always together with everything. Perfect. So. And we'll, we'll put those links down below in the show notes so that you guys can find those. Uh, do you have any shout outs before we end off? Um, yeah. If I do too many of those, <laughs> I'm going to miss one. And somebody's going to ask me, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you shout out to me? So uh, honestly, the biggest shout out is to the uh, community, the guys that uh, listen to you, that listen to me, that watch Lex, that watch Carbon. Without you guys, to be very frank and to be very real, we don't have the chance to do what we're doing. Right. So thank you to the community that continues to, for some reason, listen to us talk. And <laughs> yeah. please, please don't stop doing it because 
well, we like doing it. So it helps us out. Very true. Uh, th- thank you so much, Blackhawk, for coming on. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to keep up with the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Clash Tips Pod. You can also follow our YouTube page, Clash Tips on YouTube. And uh, thanks so much, Blackhawk. We'll catch you next time. You got it, T-Dog. Have a fantastic evening, everybody.